You are listening to the Infatuation Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And for all the dads out there, happy belated Father's Day. Hope you had a great one last Sunday. Today we have a really nice episode for you. We are talking to Alyssa Jihee Kim. She is an actress out of Los Angeles, and she was most recently in the Netflix show Beef. You know Beef. We had a really lovely talk, and I hope you enjoy hearing about her journey from Korea to America and ultimately to Hollywood. And so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Alyssa Kim. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, We are super excited to bring you today's guest. She has been acting professionally for over six years and acting longer than that. And most recently, you might have seen her in Netflix's show Beef. Please welcome to the show, Alyssa Kim. Hi, Alyssa. Hello, thanks for having me. Absolutely, our pleasure. Where, Where are you calling from today? Um, Orange County. Is it nice and sunny down there? We have kind of foggy weather up here. Yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard it gets pretty hot, though, so I, I'll take the foggy days when you can get them. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's a good day to walk your dog. Yeah. And then were you just recently in South Korea? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I was traveling with my 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 whole family. I was introducing my newborn to my friends and family in Korea, so that was great. Do you, do you still consider that home more than L.A. or do you consider California home now more? Uh, home as a whole, I would say, like Korea. Uh-huh. Of course, I have my community here, a lot of good friends, but home, home, my community is in Seoul, Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel that. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to try, if you're okay with this, I'm going to try a, a new format where we mix up the questions a little bit. So I have it grouped into like, who, like, who are you? Why? Like, why do you do what you're doing? And what, what do you do? I have those three categories. So I'm going to, let me share my screen here. I'm going to, I'm going to spin a wheel if that's okay (laughs) with you. We will spin a wheel and we (laughs) will see which one we do first. Are you okay with this? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. This will be, I think this might be fun because, you know, we always do the same question order. So maybe we'll mix it up. We'll see what happens. All right. Spinning the wheel. Um, it is coming up with why. Okay, interesting. All right. All right. We'll start with the why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me scroll down on my notes. A little bit here. So the question is basically like, why did you get into acting? So let me start with uh, when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to have or maybe not a kid, maybe a teen or even college? Did you have a moment where you said to yourself, I want to be an actress. I want to be on TV. I want to be on stage. Was there anything that you did as a kid that kind of triggered that? Um, yeah, it was in college. The first year of mm. college, I uh, went to a, a black box theater for the very first time with my friend. And she, uh, she was majoring in acting. And it was my very first time going to theater uh, as long as I can remember. And Ooh, it was like a very separate place from the real world. And I'm like, hmm, I think I'm okay in here. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So it was live theater, not not a movie or not a show that kind of triggered you? Um, I think that, oh my God, what is this? Like my first experience was, yeah, in live theater on stage. And was it like one of those theaters with like 25 seats or you're right there? Yeah, it was or- super small in Korea in Taeyongno. Um, where very like small theaters are all in. Uh, it used to be mm. much more, but now it's like less. But yeah, it was just one comedy show. I don't even remember the name of. It was just, it just felt so alive in there. And yeah. Yeah, I just loved it. There's something about it, right? Like I, I've told people before, I was a theater major in college as mm-hmm. well. And um, something about it, right? You're sitting there and you're like, those are real people. Like, and then sometimes something will happen. You know, they'll knock a cup off the table by accident or they'll forget a line. Yeah. And there's something exciting about that, right? Anything could happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was black box, like nothing there. <laughs> Just like some costumes and magic happens there. It's magic. Yeah. 
So what, what were you studying before that? Were you in college to do something totally different? Yeah, I didn't know what to major. I was just still like, I don't know. I might just do a language because it's going to uh-huh. help helpful anyways. So I majored in Japanese. Um, and then I explored like broadcasting. So I, I ended up majoring in acting and Japanese and minoring in broadcasting. Hmm. But then uh, just based on your LinkedIn, I, I noticed there was a, there was a big decision, I guess, that you made. Yeah. So you got your undergraduate degree mm-hmm. and then you decided to come to New York City yeah. to pursue an MFA. That, what, what kind of, how did that decision happen? Were your parents like, okay, this sounds like a good idea or was it super scary and uh, what happened? So I had like very like different kinds of uh, friends like who was doing plays and who were doing like big musical theater and some people were doing voiceovers and uh, I am not sure what I want, what I wanted to do. And when I kind of tapped into the industry in Korea, uh, I don't know if it's still like that, but at that point, I wasn't the right fit. Um, I was recommended mm-hmm. that maybe I should get a plastic surgery, maybe uh. I should like lose a little weight. And that just felt not right to me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I quit. You know, that that young artistic little fragile me was like, I don't know if I could do yeah. anything here. So um, I decide to maybe go in a big somewhere else and maybe try it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we've, I think most of us have heard stories about the industry in Korea. It's yeah. I, I hope it got much better now. <laughs> it, it's so huge now. Yeah. I mean, it's so mainstream too yeah. for even us in America. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't watch at least one K drama, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> I, I watch quite a few, but um, but yeah, it's so mainstream now. It's almost, could you imagine, like, can you imagine 10 years ago, like how big it is now? Yeah, like, I it's know. Totally. Then, even when I first came here, it was not as big. It can't, you know, you can't even imagine how, you know, like K-drama blew up here and all the movies and everything, K-pop, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to guess where I was last night? Where, where? I went to the Twice concert in Oakland. Oh, you were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just sitting there, you know, and I've been to concerts there before, but they were always big, big names, right? You know, like concerts in an arena. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, would my high school self ever believe that these nine girls from Korea, you know, they're women now, but these nine women from Korea could dominate a stage for two nights. They did two nights here in Oakland. They did SoFi Arena in LA, right? And they're doing all over the country. And it just amazed me to see the fan base. It was, you know, there's a lot of Asians there, of course, but there's people of all all different ethnicities there, all ages. You know, I was not the oldest one there. <laughs> there were uh, kids and dads and, you know, of course, teenagers and college kids. But it just was super fun and amazing. It just felt like more power to them. I just felt really proud, you know, as an Asian American to see a stage dominated. And, you know, they don't even speak English that well, but they were able to communicate through music and dance. And it's really powerful. It was kind of a neat moment for me to see. Absolutely. Do you think do you think if you went back to Korea there'd be different opportunities now? Uh maybe. I mean now it's very different. What they required to like 20 something girl was like it was like it in cuz like Korean age is different from American age like American mm-hmm. age like 18, 19 what they expect from them then at that age was very different from what they see me now with you know, grown up and all the changes and with my mm-hmm. career too. So um, I think that's, uh, yeah, I might, and, and the industry has changed. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. And and your language abilities, are, are you pretty good in Japanese too? Could you go trilingual? I used to. I used to like translate and like do stuff in Japanese. And I, I do work in Japanese sometimes, but I always tell it's conversational. I haven't used it for a while, <laughs> but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, but, but Korean and English for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that seems to be like, you know, just looking at some of these new bands that are coming up, new groups, not even new, but you know, like Blackpink, of course, speaks English very well. And new jeans has all these 
um, expats from Australia and, and elsewhere who speak English perfectly. And so I think there's a real market for people who can speak both languages. You know? So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All right. So um, maybe it's obvious, but maybe not. But you, so you, you finish your MFA in New York. What, what brought you to Los Angeles? Um, it was both like uh, my husband got a job here. Uh, and at the point, of, uh, like obviously LA and New York are the biggest places uh the industry is the biggest here and like i wanted to do comedy as well so it, it was a good place for both of us comedy meaning like stand-up or like yeah. sitcom yeah sitcom like i am interested in i mean not only comedy but like i was very open to trying out la mm-hmm. but i noticed that you did you did some classical work yeah you did a little bit of shakespeare mm-hmm. over at rutgers did, were you drawn to that was that something that you really enjoyed doing um, so during my MFA, uh, in Rutgers, like they had a year that we learned Shakespeare at London at like Shakespeare's, um, theater. And, uh, I got to see so many great works, um, like so many great Shakespeare plays. I know like some people just yawn at that, but like mm-hmm. seeing really good ones, then, uh, you really can't deny it. I just... I, I I love them. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean uh, because I I never liked it either. You know, reading in high school, reading it, and you're like ah, and then you go see one, and you're like I don't even know what they're saying half the time. But when you see a master actor uh-huh. take it up and they're able to communicate in this language that's you know it's old, it's archaic, right? Uh-huh. But if they're good, they can communicate in a way that you just get it. And it does something. It's kind of like wine, right? If you have cheap wine, you're, you're going to say, oh, I hate wine. You know? yeah. But if you have really good wine, then you realize, oh, wow, wine is delicious. Yeah, yeah. So I think Shakespeare is kind of like that. It's kind of like one of those things that's an acquired taste. But if you see a good production, mm-hmm. it can really move you. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you saw like any of like Thomas Ostermeyer's ones. Like he's a German uh, director and he does a lot of like, Shakespeare and Ibsen plays and he makes it so Mm. current and I was just blown away by it. It's, and they're, you know, like, uh, the whole production and of course acting and costumes, everything, like it just makes it so contemporary and it's just so new. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the themes are timeless, right? Love, betrayal, you know, mistakes that people make. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. I, I, I have mixed feelings because of the fact that it's hard to find a good production mm-hmm. of Shakespeare sometimes. You know, you watch a college company or you watch, sometimes you see some some bad versions of Shakespeare. But if you see it, if you get a chance to see it going, I would, I would imagine London or out here when we have Ashland, they do some amazing work uh, in Oregon. Yeah, so yeah. cool. Do you still Do you still have any desire to do stage? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, definitely later in my career, I would love to go back to stage. But my, I think my short term goal was to, to show my family and friends what I'm doing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I want, I wanted my parents to see what I do. And TV and film work is the easiest way to do that. So, yeah. Unless they fly out here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we were we were talking to an actor. Uh, he worked on... Do you know Kelvin Han Yee? He worked on Beef with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were talking to him, and he's had a lot of little roles. A lot. A lot 30 years worth of little roles. And he said, you know, he did stage because, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, he was just getting these small little parts on TV. It paid some money here and there. But if he wanted to play a fully formed character or if he wanted to play a a lead, Mm -hmm. he was doing East West players, you know, Mm -hmm. or he was doing, um, you know, some some something written by an Asian American that was able to really hone his craft and really do it. So Mm -hmm. it's just something that a lot of Asian Americans, especially early on, you had to do stage if you wanted to play a real character, Mm -hmm. you know, like not just a side character. And a lot of my friends are still in New York, so they do a lot of plays. And mm. sometimes I wish I could, but it's definitely less 
uh, stages here. And because of my time restrictions, like with my young little ones, <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. maybe later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. It's, it's different. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. All right, so we finished the Y section. Let's spin the wheel one more time here. We got one more spin here. Should we do the what, or do you want to do a what, or do you want to do a, let's see, let's let's spin it. Let's see what happens here. All right, we are spinning. It's either who or what. Okay, we'll do who. That makes sense. All right, this is kind of fun. All right, so let's talk about your background a little bit. We got into it a little bit, but... Um, I'm going to guess you are Korean American. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like to define myself as Korean um, hmm. because I was born and raised in Korea all my life until 2012. So it's like not too long ago. And I, I don't want to pretend what I, what Korean Americans go and I had to go through that I didn't. So it's just yeah. Korean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Nikki Zafania says the same thing. She calls herself Asian, not Asian American, because she went through high school in Indonesia. <laughs> so she's kind of like, no, I'm I'm not even Asian American. I'm I'm Asian first, and I live here in America now. But, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Me, me too. That feels right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you grew up in Seoul, mm -hmm. and then it was after college that you came here. Mm -hmm. And then were you at all... Were there any signs at all as a kid that you were dramatic or that you like to do pretend or what was that? What were you like as a little kid? Yeah, I think I was. <laughs> I think I was always a little too dramatic, a uh, very wild kid. Yeah, but in, in my parents never thought it as a problem. They liked how... I am just myself and alive I was and <laughs> um and thankful to that that I, I pursue this career I guess yeah so when you said hey I'm gonna go to America and get my master's and maybe do stage maybe do screen what, what was that like what was that conversation like with your parents um they're like you do what you want to do wow yeah yeah were you surprised at all, or that was kind of characteristic of them? No, they were always very supportive of me. Of they, uh, my dad was a photographer. My brother is a photographer. Like they just respect what I wanted. They they know about art and pursuing your dreams. Yeah, yeah that's very cool. So here we are. So you come out here to the West Coast mm -hmm. and you start to do uh, a couple things. <laughs> I got to see you. Uh, I didn't see it, but I saw clips of you in summertime mm -hmm. and that was in 2020. Mm -hmm. And that got that played at summer Sundance. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Summertime. I didn't even know what I'm what I was doing. Like was almost I think I remember it was like my first audition here in LA. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I ended up, you know, get cast and work with Carlos and it was amazing. Yeah. And I saw that Kelly Marie Tran was the executive producer on that. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it looked like a fun project. It looked like you got to use a little Korean, right? You got to get to use your Korean skills as well, which is very cool. And then I actually saw you in Dave, uh, which is a crazy show. If anyone out there has ever seen Dave, it's a really crazy show. And you get to play a K-pop star in that one. <laughs> um, but you know what I, I noticed? I did a little snooping on the show. And I noticed that the episode you were in was set in South Korea. And it was written none, It was written by none other than Lee Sun-jin. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was that connection there. D did you guys keep in touch or was it just a coincidence that you ended up on Beef as well? Yeah, actually, the uh, Jake, the director of Beef, was uh, one of the directors, um, was also the director of that episode on Dave. Oh. I met two of them on set, like on Dave's set. And I did talk to them, especially Sunny. We had some downtime, so we just chit-chatting. 
Um, and then we connected through social media and yeah. And after a while, it was like after a while, um, he DM'd me if I could read for a couple roles and yeah. Yeah. So never, so never turn down a role, right? If you get offered a role, <laughs> you don't know where it's going to lead. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you didn't, you didn't, it wasn't a big role in, in Dave, but you know, you never know sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I already was obsessed with the show, like season one. I, I just like <laughs> love, love the show. So I was really excited to be on set. It's so wacky. Yeah. It's a really, <laughs> anyone out there, I think, where can you watch it? You can watch that on Hulu, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can watch Dave on Hulu. Uh, it's kind of Little Dicky. If you guys know who Little Dicky is, it kind of shows the story of his life. Kind of, I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is fiction, but there's a little parallel to his actual life. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And so that brings us to beef. So what was, so you just got a DM to read for it and and you just decided to to give it a try and you didn't, did you know who Veronica was at the time or did you? read for that particular role? Uh, yeah, I, I first read for Veronica. Um, I just got the side, so I had no idea what the whole thing was. Um, and did you hear, did you hear who was attached to it? I mean, did you, you knew it was Sunny. Did you hear about Steven or Allie? I think, did I? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't leave a memory. <laughs> when was that shot? Was that shot in 21? Uh, I think so. Last year, um, last year. Well, I read a, I read a funny, you had a caption on it when it came out, you had a caption and it said, I transformed from pregnant to unpregnant and then unpregnant to pregnant. So you, you were, you were pregnant right before the show. No, no, no. I was unpregnant. I was not pregnant, but I was wearing the pregnant suit. So I was pregnant on the show. And then after the, sh the show was finished, I was pregnant with my second baby. You're real pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real pregnant. <laughs> so, you, so yeah, that and that was your second kid. So you had a kid, then you did the show, and then you had another kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, it was funny. You tied it into kind of like, hey, this show is kind of like life. You know, it's kind of like giving birth to something. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely felt that way. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. All right, so. Um, so I wanted to add, like, kind of as a side note, mm -hmm. I wanted to, because I have, I have two kids and mine are older now, but you have two little kids yep. and, and having little kids. So you have two kids under three uh, years first old? First one turned four. Okay. And so you have, but for a minute there, you had two kids under, when they're both under three years old. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> So, so I'm wondering how how do you do this as a as an actress and and your husband acts as well? Is he? No, he does something totally different, which I appreciate. Okay, um, he's very yeah. I go like that, and he counterbalances it. Really? Oh, okay, perfect. But it's still it's still got to be hard. Do you, how do you balance being a mom of a young kid and acting? Yeah, it can be frustrating at times, but my husband is my biggest cheerleader. He's always there for me. And um, connecting with moms, like I have mom friends who are also actors to talk, ask questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just, I think, accepting lives, you know, like one day I feel like super mom, like doing everything at the same time and also try to work. And sometimes uh -huh. I just like feel like I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. It's a different kind of career too. <laughs> the, like you said, some days or some months are just packed and then some, then there's a lot of downtime too. So, yeah, But that well. um, routine that having to wake up at a certain time, of course, like I have, an, I have a dog too and having to go out for a walk and that really helps. <laughs> That, I, I think that really helps me as an actor, like having a routine uh -huh. life that I have to go back to. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, props to you for, for doing that. Amazing. All right. So you play Veronica and we were talking about it before. She's kind of well known as Danny's, well, played by Stephen Young, mm -hmm. Danny's ex-girlfriend, who is now Edwin's wife. Um, and... Uh, we were saying that, you know, when I was talking to Kelvin, he was saying that he forever can now say that he was Ali Wong's dad. Do you, do you ever get that sense that you could say that you're Stephen Yun's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah, the role description was um, Danny's ex-girlfriend who still has a soft heart for Danny. And um, yeah, just felt very, very grateful that I can call them uh, my coworkers. And um, like, like actually a lot of people, like, like everyone, the crew and cast, like I could call them as, you know, my, you know, people who I work with, like, I'm really grateful. I learned a lot from them and yeah, just very happy to be in, like be part of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it turned out really great too. And then, so Veronica and Edwin are kind of this quote unquote perfect church couple when you first meet them. And I think, I think you can sense that a lot of people at, at the, the fictional church looked up to them. Do, do you have any church experience? Like, did you grow up in the church at all? Or did you, did you get a sense that this was good, pretty realistic? Uh, yeah, yeah. I lived, mm, I lived in church. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, we were all, and, and every, like, a lot of people who were, like, shooting that church scene that had their own church experience, and it was so fun to hear, like, oh, my gosh, this architecture or, like, this thing, like, reminds me of my old whatever, you know? And it's, we connected through that, um, so it was really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I grew up in church, too, and I, I felt like you guys nailed it. Like, it really, like, the whole, oh, yeah, the worship, you know, putting the worship leader kind of on a pedestal, like, oh, he plays the guitar so well, or he sings so well. That felt really realistic to me. And I even I even met my uh, my wife at church, so I, I, I agree. I think church girls are the nicest, and church girls are the best, so <laughs> it felt really realistic. Uh-huh, thank you. Thank did you. Veronica feel familiar to you at all? Did you kind of think to yourself, oh, this kind of reminds me of an auntie when I was in church, you know, someone that I knew at church? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, the people I talked to in church, like I felt like they were always there and I was always there, you know? So we talked about how Veronica would say and what their relationship was like. And yeah, she was just, I felt I felt like I knew her. Yeah. And, you know, I just mentioned it. I was just talking about that. I was going to speak with you today to some coworkers and they said, oh, I remember Veronica. She's the one who still had feelings for Danny. Right. Like without <laughs> without me prompting her, I, I think it was real obvious in my mind that you played it well, where there was that tension from the first minute you get like, I think does he come to your house or, you know, there's, there's that tension from right away where it's like, Oh, we're, there's a history here and there's feelings still. It was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you, um, was it, did you play, you know, when I was in theater, you play little drama games. Did you ever do any kind of role play between you, Steven and Edwin, uh, uh, Justin, was it Justin Min? Is that, did you, Steven and Justin play any role games where you were like kind of had a little tension or trying to practice the relationship between the three of you? We, uh, we didn't play any games. Uh, we talked about some stuff like we have to know, but not much. I think we were like, while acting, we could kind of sense what, who we are to each other's if mm. that makes sense yeah yeah and i mean those two guys are just amazing actors as well so they played it very well so i think everyone everyone sensed so going in did you have the sense that okay how much did veronica still like this guy <laughs> did you did you kind of in your head play it a certain way yeah yeah in my in my head i had the decision like I was imagining what it would be like. And then um, Jake, the director, like was really brilliant and kind of geared me towards like, maybe we can experiment this way and that way. And like, we had like many takes just trying out stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. the, of course, like amazing editors just made it so perfectly. Um, but yeah, like it was a whole uh, like safe environment that we can play and see what it comes out, you know? So mm-hmm. I can't make the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. 
All right, I'm going to go ahead and give a spoiler alert. I want to talk about the plot a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to give a spoiler alert. Everyone out there, if you haven't seen Beef yet, go see it and come back and listen to this end here. But uh, there isn't really a theme song uh, to Beef. Usually I play a song here to kind of let people know that we're going to spoil it. Can you think of any song that would be appropriate here? Um, the Incubus song. Oh, the Incubus song? Yeah. Do you remember the name of that? I think that um, Steven singing the Incubus song was out today, actually. Oh, his version of it? So I think we can you can play that one. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, even better. <laughs> yeah, he can really sing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Were you on the Were you on the set when he was singing? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Oh wow! With him and people were like asking if it was, if it was really him singing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I think was didn't didn't the uh, uh, didn't Sunny say that Stephen just called him with a voicemail and sang sang to him on this voice message or something like that oh, really? to, to prove that he could sing? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think he did. He goes, no, let me sing it myself, you know. And he sang a he sang a voice message to him. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, I believe he was a church um, leader, like praise team leader. At- I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. So we'll play some Incubus. If this, you're hearing the song, that means we're about to spoil the plot. So go away and come back in a minute, or come back after you watch. But lately, I'm beginning to find that I should be the one behind the wheel. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there with open arms and open eyes, yeah. All right, and we're back with some spoilers. Uh, so, Alyssa, when you watched this show, did it did it wreck you as bad as it wrecked me? <laughs> like this show, so intense. Uh, was it? <laughs> no, you were too close. Maybe you were too close. You didn't. Did you? Did you watch it all at once, or how did you watch it? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't watch it all, all at once because I really want didn't want it to miss any second of it, and I have a newborn, mm. as you yeah. know. So, yeah. Um, I. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I, I, I know what you mean. It was lovely. I just couldn't, I was on edge, edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, from the get go, like, I think it's the first two or three minutes the the episode happens where they just get in that fight and my stomach just got into knots and I just got really nervous. And then as the show got on, you know, here's the thing. I think the reason it wrecked me so bad was because you know, I adore Ali Wong and I adore Stephen Yun as as people, as actors, and they mean a lot to us, right? They mean a lot to me as as an Asian American, and they're just top of their game, they're top of their field, and I wanted the best for them. <laughs> you know? I wanted them to make good decisions, and I I didn't want that. And even you and Edwin, you know, I, I didn't hate them at all either. You know, I wanted everyone to have good decisions but then everyone's just making the worst decisions (laughs) so i had to take breaks i had to take breaks i had to watch like a few episodes and i took some breaks so it took me a good two months to finish the whole oh really yeah it took me a while it took me a while um like the point of the show is is to make people confront their ugly parts of themselves i think you know um like we want to be like the perfect church person, you know, the mm-hmm. businessman and like the perfect person who, and especially for, you know, the model my, minority myself, you know, I always wanted to say the right thing and behave in a right way, drive in a right way and all that. But sometimes it's just not like that. Life's, life just throw things at you. And you, if you can't be the ideal version of yourself, like, you have to confront who you are, even if yeah. you want to avoid it, you know? Yeah. And that there's this idea too, and it's come up in sociology too, this repressed anger of immigrants or sometimes refugees, people who leave everything behind to come to this country. And then, you know, it's not, 
easy. It's not easy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then this anger or the, you know, you take out this anger against whoever, right? Sometimes your own kids or sometimes your loved ones, you'll take out this anger. And I, I felt that I could definitely relate to that in a sense of just, I'm not an immigrant, but just the idea of just, I'm going to lash out at whoever's closest to me. I, I felt that in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, I think the one of the reasons that why the show was so well received was of all these like layered of questions that the show is asking you, right? So yeah. about the anger about all these like problems that you might have, like maybe it's like below the surface, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think what I liked about it too so much is that, and I, I've mentioned this before, but I just love the fact that we're at this point where we can have an Asian cast, predominantly Asian cast, in a drama that has a lot of Asian themes or or things that happen in it, but it's not necessarily about being Asian, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, (laughs) you know, like. Yeah, 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 I think, yeah, that was the point, that we don't have to be Asian in this show, like not that one Asian in the show, but we can just talk about human beings, like, as yeah. person and who happened to be Asian. Yeah, and, and our our experience is different. You know, Ali Wong's parents were different than Stephen Yun's parents and or Danny's Danny's parents. And it just yeah, it was just nice it's nice to see this happening. Yeah. Where, you know, it's almost real time. You know, it's in our lifetime and it's happening right before our eyes that we're starting to see directors and writers and producers coming up, you know, and I've been saying that Ali Wong can basically do whatever she wants now. She's at that point, and Stephen too, in their mm-hmm. careers where if if she puts her name on something, it's it's usually successful, and she has that power to produce things that she, you would never see ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I very feel very lucky to be on the show that means so much in this current situation. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the shows that we look at in the future and say, yeah, that was that 2023, you know, there was some cool stuff, 2022, there's some cool stuff coming out Mm -hmm. and it's cool that you got to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was a huge, huge hit, uh, national show hit the top 10, stayed there for a while. How how did you feel? Did your life change at all? You know, did people start recognizing you walking around or, you know, obviously friends and family knew. Yeah. My friends and family finally knew what it was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, it was nice. It was nice that, but it was like, honestly, a year, like after that I, I shot this. So it felt like, whoa. <laughs> Very delayed gratification. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I was in Korea and it was on Korean Netflix too. So people also saw that there. Mm. Yeah. It was very, yeah, I was very grateful. <laughs> yeah. And you had a red carpet premiere. Did you, what was that like for you? That was that your first red carpet? Yeah, it was like dream come true moment. Literally, I was just there uh, with so such a talent, talented people that I worked with, and just by yeah, just by being there meant a lot to me. And it was a good excuse to have a date night with my husband too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how cool is that, right? And just paparazzi snapping pictures. Yeah, that that seemed very cool. And just for us as as the audience, just as spectators of that, to see these beautiful people, you know, beautiful in and out, inside and out, and just see these people representing us. And, you know, I'm not winning an award, but it's just kind of cool to see you know, James Hong winning awards and seeing uh, Kihi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh and, yeah. and Ming-Na Wen getting her star on the Walk of Fame. It's just kind of, we're at a cool moment right now. And I think Beef is one of those shows that we're going to look at and say, yeah, that was a cool moment and it's gotten better, you know? And, and so I, I, do you, do you notice a difference in the roles that are, that you're reading for, or at least that you're seeing in the last few years? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm seeing like amazing casting directors just uh, giving, giving auditions that are not, not which who doesn't has to be Asian, you Mm. know, 
I like some sometimes I'm just blown away by their imagination. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, you like you wouldn't even necessarily see yourself in that role at first, but if they're offering it to you, you know, like yeah, yeah, okay, that's awesome. How did you feel about the ending? Did you feel? I have kind of mixed feelings on the ending. You did? How was it? Uh, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a surprise for me. Um, if you don't know, it's kind of like Allie. Uh, so Danny and Al and Amy are wandering around the desert and they kind of form an uneasy alliance. And then at the end, they they really connect on this kind of berry fueled, <laughs> poison fueled fever dream a little bit. And they connect in a way that that maybe you saw coming, but I didn't see that coming. And at the end, they end up in not in in a in a sexual way, but they end up in bed together. <laughs> He's in the hospital and she climbs into bed with him. And that's how the show ends. Did you see that coming or how much did you know? No, um, actually, I got the, the whole script except for the last episode. So I was dying to know what it was. And when I watched it, I was like this is it, you know, it's like the state of art. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you, did you feel like that was the best way it could end? Uh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I just, I was just like wanting more and more and more. And it was, it was very, I feel very satisfied watching my, the last episode. It was like, yeah. And Sunny directed it and it's just, it was just so beautiful. And it, 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 is open so that the audience can interpret in their own ways. And that I really loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's there's still a lot of loose ends that they have to wrap up there. But conversation, keep going, you know. Yeah. And then, but after it happened, then you start to think about, yeah, maybe they were the same person this whole time. You know, maybe they had more in common with each other than than they would admit, of course, because they were enemies for so long. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate the ending. It just it caught me off guard a little. I didn't I didn't see that coming. Oh. I actually thought it was gonna when they drove off the cliff. Uh-huh. I thought that's how it was gonna end. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, but there's a whole other episode. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's not the last episode, because I thought that was kind of like a Thelma Louise kind of moment where they go off the cliff together. Their rage has gotten them one last time. Their rage has has ended them, but then. <laughs> <laughs> and then they crawl out of the cars and they're still alive. But yeah, so yeah, it I mean it it it's good. It's the way it should end, I guess. You know, if that's what the director and the writers want. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, just just between you and me, do you have an ending for Edwin and Veronica? They were kinda they had a little strain at the end there. How do you feel that one resolves? Totally fiction, of course. Yeah, I, I also love that people think whatever they're going to think. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you never know what people are thinking, right? <laughs> yeah, fair it's enough. It's open and um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I just want to keep it, keep it open. And Who want- knows? <laughs> Who knows, right? Yeah, even the writers don't know because they didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Amazing show, everyone. So go watch it. Go watch Alyssa uh, in the show. She plays the church wife perfectly. <laughs> like I saw I saw a lot of a lot of my friends in your portrayal, so that was great. <laughs> All right. So you have time for some lightning round questions? Oh yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, What was your favorite TV show growing up? My favorite TV show? uh, There's so many. So (laughs) I I grew up watching a lot of Korean TV shows Mm -hmm. before it was a Uh uh (laughs) K-drama. And favorite, I have to pick one. (laughs) Uh, Now I'm watching the show called Bloodhounds, have you seen it? Oh, I I haven't seen it, but yeah, I was thinking about putting that. Is is it good? I mean, I was like, well, let's, I'll just try it out, and then now I'm. <laughs> in That's it. how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how it goes. I'm just yeah, I, I'm liking it. Like yeah, no, it looks good. But okay, so you recommend it? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. 
All right. So Alyssa Kim recommends this drama, everybody. <laughs> so go watch. <laughs> go watch Bloodhounds. That's a Netflix one, right? Yeah, it is. All right. Perfect. All right. So in in the show Beef, Danny and Amy get into a road rage incident. What will get Alyssa Kim into a rage? <laughs> It'll be very hard to do that because I have a newborn in the back, but. (laughs) So you're um, calm all the time. (laughs) I try. I try not to do the action. I was just. (laughs) (laughs) Let it go. Yeah. I mean, once I almost got into a road rage incident, there was like a person who like came in front of me and it was like very dangerous. So I honked at that person for uh-huh. a long time because I was upset, you know. Yeah. I was, and my friend was sitting next to me and she was just so disappointed. Oh. <laughs> and I did that. So like whenever I it's whenever I get upset like while driving, that disappointment in my friend's face just appeared. So I think from that on, I haven't really had any. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Fair enough. Oh, you have good control. You have good control. All right. So I think you might have mentioned this already, but you can say it again. What was your favorite part about being on the show, Beef? I loved being on set. It was very, very peaceful on set, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the people... Anyone can talk to anyone. And it was very like free and calm at the same time. Very peaceful. Um, and very like light. Like it was really fun. Huh, so huh. yeah, I was just amazed how Steven can talk to anyone and as if they were best friends, you know? Uh, so uh. I've learned a lot of like how to um I think it's a part of leadership that he has it's a he makes the environment the sunny sunny makes the environment that everyone can talk to each other but like when they work they work that's cool yeah that's good to hear because i i like him so much i would i would hate to hear that he's a total jerk and just bossing everyone (laughs) (laughs) he's a diva no no that's good i'm glad all right and then another silly question did you ever consider naming your son danny steven or sanjin no (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird, right? No, I'm totally respect to them, but yeah, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this is the end of the episode where we ask our guests to name an infatuation. An infatuation is anyone in the Asian community that you admire. They could be living or deceased, and we'll shout them out. So, Alyssa Kim, who is your infatuation? I hope one day I can work with Sandra O. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's the queen. She is. She's mm-hmm. been around. Yeah, she's been doing it. Like I remember her from way back. I mean, Grey's Anatomy itself is what seventeen years, something like that. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Have you met her? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll send that out to the universe that someday you guys will will do a project together. <laughs> no, she seems very cool too. Um, did you see her at when I think Parasite won Best Picture in like twenty eighteen? Did you see? her run up to the cast and the crew and just chat them up. I think that was a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he did a good interview about the sh- uh, about the awards. Was it about the... It was about the Killing Eve, but he mentioned uh, about Parasite, that how uh, Pong Juno, the director, was so himself when he was getting the award. Like he... Because he was never a minority like he was just like a korean man himself like uh he felt uh, he looked so free because he's just himself you know Mm -hmm. that interview just like hit me so hard Mm. wow like as a person who live in between the society like korean society and american society like that totally got me i'm like yeah uh, that perspective you know yeah the acceptance that was a moment yeah, I didn't see that one coming either. You know, I thought they would get, you know, best foreign picture. But yeah, and then this year, another moment for Asian Americans, Asian American film. Yeah. Well, it wasn't purely Asian American film, but heavily Asian American cast. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Yeah, that's a good choice. Sandra O. Oh. Hey, do you have any projects that you can share with us that are coming up? Anything we can look out for? 
Um, for now, I am. I would really like to sleep training my baby. It's my next gig. <laughs> <laughs> Goal number one: get the kid to sleep uh, through the night. Uh huh. Yeah, that's uh, my mission right now, and a very happy one. I, I <laughs> adore um, momming right now. Uh huh. I'm taking meetings, and yeah, hopefully something nice <laughs> yeah no i know it's all consuming that first couple of years are tough and then the toddler too oh man <laughs> yeah. all right well best of luck to you with that and thank you so much for coming on our show thank you so much curtis yeah actually and i have a question for you later but i'll ask you off the air or i'll send it in an email so i don't you don't have to answer it right away but i have a question for you but uh <laughs> uh, you can look for it. It's, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> All right. So that just about does it for our episode. As usual, we'll ask you to to support Alyssa as best you can. What was your Instagram? Is Alyssa G Kim? Yeah, Jihee is my Korean name. So G I H E E is my Korean name. And I'll spell it. I'll spell it out for everyone. <laughs> but you can follow Alyssa on Instagram at Alyssa G Kim. And you can also go watch Beef. <laughs> go to Netflix and watch that show. Uh, you won't regret it. You will. It will make you uncomfortable, but it is just an, a well acted, well written, well directed show. And the yeah production value it goes places. <laughs> it goes places you would not expect it to go. But hopefully you'll be satisfied at the end. Yeah. And everyone we, out there, you spoiled everything, but we did it. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think we did too bad. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If anyone's here, that's your own fault, right? We told you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everyone out there, you can follow us at the Infatuation Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You can always send us an email at infatuationpodcast at gmail dot com, and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And go ahead and leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify. So, hey, everyone out there, thanks for listening. And on behalf of Alyssa and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>